0: listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Actually, uh, I want to talk shit about DeAndre Swift real quick. Um, (laughs) He ran a touchdown in, okay? But he's still the third option in the Lions' backfield behind Jamal Williams and Justin Jackson. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jamal Williams, though, three touchdowns on the ground. This dude cannot stop scoring touchdowns. He's another one. (laughs) It's like you can't take him out of your lineup either because you no. never know when he's going to have two touchdowns or three.
1: yeah hey He, evened, zero. he evened out because what happened was we said he was good for two touchdowns or zero. Then last week out of nowhere he scored one. And I was like, oh, we got to get those two touchdowns <laughs> somehow. So let's spread it out. It might not be in one week, but we're going to spread it out. We're going to get three touchdowns to bring the total back to a nice even 12 touchdowns on the season. Like, that's just ridiculous. Um, Jamal Williams, you know, he, he's been a really good piece for you if you have him. You know, no one, I don't think, expected him to have this type of workload this deep in the season. But at this point, you know, DeAndre Swift, I'm hitting the panic button. He did score. Okay, cool. But what is he doing, you know, getting less carries than Justin Jackson? It, it makes no sense. Like, DeAndre Swift, I've seen him run. He's very talented. Uh, it's just not making sense to me why they wouldn't use him. He has to be healthy at this point. He has to He be. looks good. Yeah yeah he has to it be looks good. good why are we using three running backs you know it, it makes no sense if anything you know at least make it just a split between Williams and Swift Williams has proven himself he's a good running back but you know give Williams the goal line okay that's fine give Swift the receiving work give Swift just some carries on early downs why is Justin Jackson playing is and Justin Jackson doesn't look bad either it's not it's not Justin Jackson it's just DeAndre Swift. It's, He's been there. He's been good. We've seen what he can do on the Lions offense and suddenly he's just not getting used anymore. I'm hitting the panic button. There's no reason for this to happen but if you have DeAndre Swift this is dire straits. You're supposed to have uh, an RB1 coming back from injury and he hasn't done that and he doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon either.
0: You can't start DeAndre Swift right now. Like unless you're desperate. Yeah. Unless, you, unless you're unless you desperate and, and, <laughs> and he's at least he's been scoring right. Like that's, you know, but the touches haven't been there at right. all. Um, But yeah, dude, Um Jamal Williams is the current RB 13 on the year. Unbelievable.
1: It's, it's amazing. As a touchdown leader, he's only the RB 13, but that tells you it's just like, you know, well, he's not involved just, in the passing game. It's at just all, a mess of right? a backfield right now. Uh, well, and, you
0: know what? I am looking at PPR. Let's look at his standard leagues, which he's higher. He has in, to
1: be higher. In standard,
0: standard. leagues, in, non, in non-PPR leagues, he is the overall RB 6 on the yeah. year.
1: You know, Amazing. it's weird. Just a side note for this discussion. But PPR, I feel like they should just
0: call PPR standard now. Because I feel like most leagues are PPR. That's why PPR. I try to say non-PPR whenever I can. It's right. It's saying standard. Yeah. Yeah. Because most but, people who start out in fantasy now, they just they go play straight PPR. to PPR. Yeah. I, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. You know, <laughs>
1: it makes it much more fun,
0: I, I think. think. So. But uh, Yeah, as a layer. For sure. More points, more fun. Yeah. Unfortunately, it looks like Wandale. By the way, I just got some news on Kyle Pitts here uh he he seemed to have suffered a torn mcl and he's going to need surgery so it looks like he might be out for a little bit but he's going to have a second opinion to see what his next course of action is going to be yeah All so
1: right. uh, i mean i was i was assuming kyle going to miss time and it seems like that's
0: gonna yeah it. it seems like it um it looks like wandel robinson has also suffered a serious knee injury um torn acl confirmed by the giants he's gonna be out for the season and he did it after going off, dude. Thirteen yeah. targets caught, nine of them for a hundred yards. Uh, it looks like he could be a very good receiver in the NFL, but we might not. We, we're not going to see him this yeah. season. And it, it, hopefully, hopefully, he makes a big recovery and you know comes back next 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 year pretty strong.
1: I think he can do it. You know, I'm not going to put it past him. He's still super young. There's no reason to think that this is going to you know derail his career or anything. Yeah. But it's upsetting because he finally looked like the Wandell Robinson that we wanted him to be for fantasy football. Mm-hmm. And granted, the Giants were playing from behind, you know, and throwing a lot from behind with Daniel Jones is going to present its challenges. But he was, yeah, he was getting it done. He had 13 targets. That's really good. Um, you know, Darius Slayton himself had 10. Also, uh, it was a high volume game, uncharacteristically high volume game. But Wanda Robinson, you know, it looked like he was going to actually finally have some value and be worth consideration in his starting lineup. And now he's not going to be. He's not going to be able to. So the injury sucks. Um, like you said, wish him a speedy recovery. I think he will. He'll come back strong. He'll be good next season. But um, oh, oh, he was he was looking really good. That's all you can really yeah. say. At this I point. know.
0: And uh, Darius Slayton had 10 targets himself. He caught five of them for 86 yards. And he's yeah. going to be their wide receiver one moving forward uh, until the Giants sign OBJ. Now, let me ask you a question. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Do you think that <laughs> whoever wins on Thanksgiving between the Giants, this is a big game between the Giants and the Cowboys, yeah, right? Whoever yeah. wins this game is going to lead the division. But you think whoever wins on Thanksgiving between the Giants and the Cowboys will be the team who ends up signing OBJ. Is this the OBJ sweepstakes game?
1: It might be the OBJ Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Uh, (laughs) There's a lot of sway, I think, in this game for Odell Beckham Jr. I think ultimately, if he wants to go for a championship, he should go for Dallas. However, Dallas has been allergic to signing anybody. You know, they don't sign players midseason, really. The last time they did that, they traded for Mari Cooper. And they they don't really sign players, big name players like this midseason. Um, you know, obviously the sway of New York for Odell might be contributing to Odell going there a little bit more. I think you should go to Dallas, but they might be able to offer him a bigger contract. The need might be more now with Wandell Robinson out. Not that they had a bunch of talent at receiver in the first place, but now that Wandell Robinson's out, they might be willing to fork over more money to Get some help at receiver than Dallas is.
0: I can't say something though. Like, yeah. if I'm Odell, I tore my ACL a couple times. Do I really want to play on that turf at my no. life? No. No. Don't. don't do it, Odell. Like, don't do it. Okay. Like th- <laughs> this is I feel like teams should boycott that's that stadium. You know, just yeah. like that that turf. Like because people getting people getting injured on it left or right. W- w- this don't... was a home game for the Giants yesterday, by the way, guys. Okay, Wandale. Like, he tore that ACL on that same turf.
1: Yeah. Okay. I I don't know what causes that with the turf, but it's just weird. So,
0: what causes it is with the artificial turf, there's no give to it. Okay? So, like, when you plant, there's a chance that your leg gets kind of like, it's kind of like it's stuck. Right? Like, you can get kind of stuck in that turf. And then, like, you're trying to make a cut and your leg doesn't follow. Right, so yeah. like that's so a why mm-hmm. that's why it happens a lot on those non-contact injuries too, because you know you're you're not it doesn't have anything to do with contact. Sometimes you're trying to move and your leg doesn't move with you, and then it ends up tearing the ligament. And it's like, you know, you don't need to do that. Um, yeah. And apparently, this is not a easy, hard thing to do to switch this out, um, and yeah. you could do it in days. Mm-hmm. So it's like the Giants can just do this for the next home game. Like they they really can.
1: Ultimately. I think Dallas is going to win the OBJ bowl, the sweeps. Really? You know, I, I feel like they're. I feel like they're going to get even him. in because Dallas, huh? For that reason, I, I feel like Dallas is going to win. That they're oh, wait, going to get. Odell. I'm confused. I'm confused. They're going to get Odell. Who's
0: they're going to get Odell?
1: Dallas. I think Dallas wins this game on Thanksgiving too. Okay. okay. I, gotcha. I think. I hope. But I think Odell goes to I Dallas. I think so too. Um, and as far as what that would t- you know mean for receivers like CD Lamb, I don't think it's going to affect them that much because there hasn't been that much production outside of C.D. Lamb at the wide receiver position for Dallas. So, if anything, maybe it'll help. It'll draw some coverage away. But um, Odo would have – I think he immediately steps in. Even though Michael Gallup, you know he's a fan favorite, um, I think that he'd step in and be the wide receiver too. I, I yeah. think ultimately he's going to go Dallas. I think that the game will have some sway, but if the Cowboys win, I think it's going to be you know, just an immediate signing, um, Odo with Dallas, because – at that point, Dallas will be eight and three. They'll be they'll have beaten the Giants twice. Um, yeah, Dallas should win. Dallas should get Odell. That would be best case scenario. Not just as a Cowboys fan, but for Odell's fantasy prospects too. I think
0: uh, I would agree. Uh, really disappointing day from Saquon Barkley though. Like, yeah, he was on the he was on the Nick Chubb vibe this week. Fifteen carries <laughs> for twenty two yards uh against the Lions. Like, really?
1: That, that's a little, yeah, sad.
0: <laughs> really? Like, I, I thought he was going to have like 120 yards in this game, to be yeah. honest. Um, but, yeah, better weeks ahead for Saquon. Yeah. But Tony Pollard and ah. Zeke each yep. had 15 carries in this game. If you have to guess what happened here, what do you think happened? Zeke went ahead to average 2.8 yards per carry, and Pollard went ahead to take those 15 carries for 80 yards which would Mm -hmm. be more than five yards to carry. But Zeke ended up with two touchdowns on the ground and Pollard ended up with more than a hundred yards receiving and two touchdowns through the air. So at this point, if Pollard still has a chance of seeing 20 touches, like even with Zeke on the field, which I think the Cowboys are starting to realize now, like get the ball in this dude's hands. You can't take him out of your lineup. The Cowboys just shellacked the Vikings in Minnesota, 40 to three. Um, just a game to forget for the Vikings. But listen, man, if you have Pollard, I don't think you can take him out of your lineup right now.
1: No. I don't think you can take him out of your lineup. I think you could put him in at wide, not wide receiver, RB1 and be happy at this point. The way that he's I mean, he you. was
0: a wide receiver one this week.
1: Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was. But, Over 100
0: um, yards and two touchdowns to the air, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, he was a wide receiver one. But the usage that Tony Pollard is getting, you know, Ezekiel Elliott is starting to look more like, you know, the change of pace back now tony pollard you know he's the complete package and ezekiel elliott is now you know the thumper at the goal line the thumper for the short yard situation yeah. and that's not to say zeke looked bad you know 15 carries for 42 yards doesn't sound fantastic 2.8 yards a carry but he, he didn't look bad he did what he was asked to do um and he put up a respectable day for fantasy too even with tony pollard going off but you want know, to talk about upside this is what we've been talking about the whole season you know with tony pollard having the upside he just has to be unlocked um is this his second game now with over twenty opportunities, or is this his third? I think it's I think it's his second. The concern a couple of weeks ago at uh, against the Bears was, you know, was the workload going to be there? He produced despite the workload. Now he's getting the workload. We're seeing everything start to kind of align up for him. And this is a rest of season RB one, I think. You know, the, this is the know, only the way he's playing. This is the
0: second game. This is the second game over twenty carries. I'm, I'm sorry, over twenty opportunities for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so are you ranking him in your top 12 next week?
1: I feel like he has to be at, at least low-end top 12. Just the way that he's playing, the way he's probably,
0: being used. I will probably agree with you, man. I, yeah. I don't know if I can think of 11 running backs. I'd rather start than Tony Pollard.
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I would keep him at low-end for this week because they did say Zeke was going to be, you know, kind of held back a little bit in terms of his usage yeah. with that yeah. knee brace. But the way that the Cowboys offense looks with Tony Pollard getting the majority of the carries, I don't think they can go back to Z getting the majority of the carries at this point. I think, like you said, they're wising up to that and finding that the offense is much more well-oiled when Tony Pollard plays. Um, there's no, re- I don't think there's any reason to think that Tony Pollard doesn't get at least a nice compliment, at least 14 or 15 touches a game now. And that's all he needs. We've seen that.
0: Here are the running backs that I will play over Tony Pollard next week, most likely. Eckler, Barkley, CMC. Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry. Mm. Ramon I know we're Dray, drawing the line. Dalvin Cook.
1: Does it become murky? Okay, so say Alvin Joe Kamara. Mixon was pl- say Joe Mixon would play. I'm not sure if he's he's concussed. I would him. play Joe yeah.
0: Mixon over Pollard. You would, and yeah, I would probably leave him right there. So that puts him at RB 12.
1: Yep, I think that's about right. Because yep. the the efficiency we've seen puts him there, you know. Regardless, but um, if you keep well, getting actually, to work, hold
0: but... on a second. Hold on a second. I didn't, I didn't count ATN. Oh, I did. I didn't count um, what's his name on the Seahawks, Kenneth Walker. Uh, Kenneth Walker. So there's a few guys. A, yeah. a lot of guys are coming back from bye um this week. So, you know, he's right there.
1: Paul's a very he's good right starter. There. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's hey, a very somebody. good starter for you. If you have to put him in RB two. Perfect. You know, one of the questions I got.
0: Are you starting him over Damian Pierce next week? The answer is yes.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: I got a few of those questions yesterday.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. He's amazing. T Higgins is also amazing. He's finally shown what he's capable of. 13 yeah. targets, nine catches, 148 yards. That's the alpha T. Higgins coming out, man. That's what I'm talking about, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's what we want to see. That's what we were yeah. waiting on. Jamar Chase might be back next week. Um, so this Bengals offense is going to be looking pretty, pretty good.
1: Yeah, and they look good against the Steelers with T.J. Watt. And obviously, T.J. Watt, you know, he, he's his own player. He's very good, and he changes the way this defense plays. But Bengals' offense looked fantastic. T. Higgins, you know, he said finally did his thing, and he finally got the target share that we wanted to. He got 13 targets. You know, he, he looked really good. I'm not sure what Trenton Irwin was doing, catching a touchdown before Tyler Boyd.
0: You know, dude, I can't tell you what happened with Tyler Boyd in this game, man. It was an amazing matchup for him. He had a terrible game. He was hardly targeted in the first half of that game. You know, we upgraded Boyd pretty heavily with Chase out. And he's been worse with Chase yeah. out, which, which is, is crazy. crazy. Like he yeah, he was getting it done, you know, like crazy. Um, you know, when I traded away Tyler Boyd early on in the year, I'm like, you know, this kind of sucks because Chase just got hurt and now like he's looks like a wide receiver too, but no. No, he, he was wasn't even a, a wide receiver three um, you know during this span, which is crazy. Joe Mixon might be out with a concussion. Uh, he'll be in protocol this week. So Samaj P. Ryan would be the waiver wire running back uh, for the week to pick up. Probably one of the only ones. Um, yeah. But he ended up scoring three touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns from Joe Burrow. Literally all of them looked the same. Like all three of them were literally at the right pylon yep. <laughs> by a hair. <laughs> uh, yeah. So – uh, he'll you know if Joe mixon misses he's gonna be a three down back on a good offense so he'll be a borderline RB like he's gonna be kind of in that tier I would say with Tony Pollard like around that high-end rb2 spot uh next week if Mixon and misses against Tennessee it's a it's a tough matchup though uh mm-hmm. but I am pl- playing P Ryan over a guy like like Damian Pierce would you play P Ryan over Pollard uh I would not because of the matchup yeah I don't it's feel like it's a tough matchup could. against Tennessee. Yeah.
1: I don't think Samaje P. Ryan, especially if Jamar Chase is back next week, I don't think he's going to be a focal point. You know, may, like maybe he was last week or just yesterday, I should say. It's funny saying last week, but it was, you know, technically last week. But, it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So Samaje P. Ryan, he, he's worth a waiver wire pickup. Um, just temper expectations with him a little bit, because like we said, Jamar Chase comes back. They're going to have their full receiving compliment back on the perimeter and Joe Burrow, you know, this is still a pass first offense, especially with Joe Mixon out. That's gonna be the case. Um, I don't think they're gonna give Samajay Piran as many carries as they're going to give targets. Targets are gonna come, I think, a lot quicker than carries for Samaj Piran, but um he will be he'll be a fine spot starter for you. I, I think like you said, I would put yeah. him over Damian Pierce.
0: Yeah, I would I would consider him a high end RB two next week. You know, just the, the offense that he's on, if you're a three down back for a good offense, like it doesn't matter who you are. And he honestly, I think Piran's a good player. I I do. Like yeah. In, in at the times that he's got an opportunity, like in his career, you know, without Joe Mixon and stuff like that, like he's been he's been pretty solid.
1: He's he's I wouldn't call him a high end receiving back, but he's definitely a plus receiving back.
0: Yeah, I would say so. I, I I still think Joe Mixon's a better receiving back than he is. Yeah. So it's one of those situations where like why are you taking Joe Mixon off the field? But that that's <laughs> right, a conversation yeah. for another day. Yep. Uh Najee Harris had another twenty carry game. Uh it's worth noting that Jalen Warren suffered a hamstring injury, so it looks like Najee's going to get his passing down rollback, and he did get six targets in this game, Uh, but Najee coming through with 90 yards rushing and two touchdowns against the Bengals, which was a tough defense, uh, rush defense especially, and he's looking a little bit better lately, lately, man. 26 opportunities is 26 opportunities, so Mm -hmm. are we upgrading Najee the rest of the season?
1: I want to see it again. I mean, I've, obviously, we just saw two back to back pretty good performances, but I want to see it one more time before I say that because my faith in his ceiling has been tested. You know, the whole season coming up into these last two games, it's looking better. I think we could rank him a little bit higher. Rest for this week, we can rank him a little bit higher. I wouldn't say rest the season just yet.
0: Do you think his floor went from 10 points, 10 PPR points a game to 13 and a half? No.
1: I'm still keeping it at 10. I don't think the floor has <laughs> gone up. Maybe if he gets that receiving work, but, you know, like we said, rookie quarterbacks, even though Kenny Pickett, you know, he's been starting a little while now, they still tend to try to do too much. And the the targets don't necessarily come to the running backs very quickly because they want to try to do too much and extend the play. They don't want to look to their check down. If that receiving work kind of, you know, we see a, a, a repeat of the receiving work they got yesterday, next week. Then I'll move his floor up. But right now, I still think it's 10. He's still liable to have, you know, a dud game.
0: Jalen Warren had 43% of snaps in week 10. Uh, The week before that, 29%, 23%. Najee's workload might increase by a little bit. He might be around that 85%, you know, snap threshold. And, you know, I think Najee can potentially make it back to the top 24 at some point. We'll see. It Maybe would be a week. welcome. I don't know. It would
1: be a welcome return to the top twenty-four. But I, I just I'm. I hear
0: you. I'm hitting the brakes.
1: That's he's all not doing. that good. No,
0: he's not that good. Did you see?
1: Did you ever see that one play? I, I forget what it was. Who it was against? But Najee Harris had like eight yards of open field ahead of him, and he just like cut back and forth for five seconds and gained yeah. three yards on, like, on fourth down. Yeah. So it's like. That scares me because, like, even though it was, you know, obviously a couple of weeks ago, but we saw that happening. He might be creating his own inefficiency. You know, it might not be the blocking because he had plenty of space there. He might be trying yeah. to do too he, much.
0: He, he definitely looked a lot better yesterday. He looked, he looked good the week before too. Decent. Yeah. So, hopefully, if you have Najee, this is the best case scenario for you right now. Yeah. Um, Pat Frymuth, twelve targets from Kenny Pickett, eight catches for seventy nine yards. He's in every week start, no question about it. Okay, 29% target share yesterday, 27% the week before. Top five tight end rest of way. No questions asked. This is an easy one. If you have Frymuth, if you traded low for him last week, yeah, he's going to get it done for you.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, 12 targets to a tight end in today's landscape, take it oh, yeah. and run. doesn't matter if he's oh, even yeah. catching. doesn't matter if he catches four of those. The target share is there. That's all you need to
0: know. Um He's he's gonna get it even done. on a shitty offense, even on a yeah. shitty offense. Like, yeah, it's fine.
1: It ha- it has to go. The ball has to go somewhere. And if he can make a living, like, he caught eight of twelve. If he caught four of twelve, you know, it would have been fine. Um, what's it called? If he catches nine of 12, 10 of twelve, it has room to get better. As long as the targets are coming, that's all you can ask for, pretty much nowadays with the tight end. And he hasn't.
0: Breaking news: Melvin Gordon has been released by the Broncos. His time in Denver is over. That where wh- wh- whoever just tweeted that. Um, yeah. So yeah. So it's Latavius Murray right now. Okay. Chase Edmonds was injured in yesterday's game. So who is going to be the guy? Is it just Latavius right now? Should <laughs> Latavius Murray just get a massive boost in value? Is Latavius? I'm wondering.
1: Yeah. Maybe. Maybe he does. Well, the way Chase
0: Edmonds. By the way, Chase Edmonds was being used a lot yesterday's game before he got hurt. Yeah, like he was on his way to like a potential 15 touch game, and yeah. he got hurt, and that that that's terrible. So, uh, Chase Edmonds, you know, we I'm gonna I'm like it's interesting to see like, hey, is Chase Edmonds, uh, is he okay? Because if mm-hmm. it's if it's if his is not that serious, he will be somebody that we should be picking up off the waiver of wire this week. Yeah,
1: um, I I think that Latavius Murray could be a nice pickup. Uh, I'm not sure Chase Edmonds, If he's not, you know, injured too bad, he could be picked up. But I think Latavius Murray is going to have a better, you know.
0: Is Latavius Murray rostered in more than fifty percent? I would assume I he would he, have been
1: already. He's rostered twenty five percent of leagues on sleeper. Oh, never mind.
0: Oh yeah, you got to pick up Latavius though. Yeah, for pick sure.
1: One hundred percent. Just go get him because you know this Denver offense—they score one touchdown a week—and <laughs> he's been the touchdown it, scorer it, a couple it's weeks. His... That's his M.O. Yeah, he, he he's, he's going to run for 50 yards and a touchdown every week. And and that's what he's been doing, you know, this season. That's what he's done everywhere else he's played is on the Saints. You know, wherever he's gone, he's been doing that, having that type of production. Uh, definitely worth the pickup this week. He could be a spot RB2 starter for you if you need him.
0: I'm curious to see how Like, I'm really curious now. Like, what is just Chase Evans' injury? He's an ankle injury, but is it serious or not? All right, right. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. Um before we end this podcast, Kadarius Tony. Okay, I don't want to talk too much about it because this is I can't deal with it. Right. Harley involved to start the game. You know, had one target. He left with a hamstring injury. All right, let's let's remove him from the potential league winner list right now. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we should have seen this coming. Maybe we should have thought that maybe he does have a perpetual hamstring problem. You know, even though we thought it was magically repaired by coming to Kansas City. But this isn't a good look for him at all. And, like, what was even more interesting is that he wasn't on the field for most of the plays to start the game. And mm-hmm. all this hype just to come crashing down. And, of course, last week when he scored that touchdown, of course he had to be limping in the end zone, pretending his hamstring was hurt. And now this Arma. week, his hamstring's hurt. Yeah. Can't be doing that. Can't be doing that, Kadarius.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, I think we had... um One of the overlays that we put on here—it's—it's not here right now—but I put in that Kadarius Tony was hamstringing your lineup this week. (laughs) Thought that was pretty clever. That's what he did. It was. I was—I was was so looking forward to seeing Kadarius Tony, you know, explode on Sunday night. You know, like this was a matchup we were kind of waiting for. All that anticipation too. The—the schedule makers moving it to Sunday night. They flexed this game to Sunday night, right? I I think that's what they did. And. You know, building up the anticipation all day sitting there with Kadarius Tony. Can't wait to see what he does. And he puts up a donut. That was just like, that might be one of the bigger letdowns of the season. You know, just on a week-to-week basis. uh, That's a pretty big letdown.
0: It really is. I'm done. Travis Kelsey, he goes ahead and has a 100-yard, three touchdown game to help you win your week. We talked about that already. Sky Moore saw six targets on only 16 routes run. Um, I would have thought that he would have ran run more routes, even with Kadarius Tony getting banged up, but nope. Uh, he was really the only Chiefs pass catcher that mattered in this one, you know, outside of Travis Kelsey, pretty much. Yeah. Um, you know, we had Justin Watson catch a long pass, but that's about it. Mm. Uh, that's a great throw, by the way. That Justin Watson, like it was a, over the shoulder. Amazing. Um, yeah. Are we surprised? Keenan Allen was back. <laughs> Mike Williams was back. But Williams left right after his first catch. He seemed to re-aggravate that high ankle sprain. Wasn't a good look for him. He left no. the game, didn't return. Keenan Allen came back when not five for 94 on eight targets and seemed to let leave the game unscathed. This is a huge sign of relief for everyone who has Keenan Allen. Yeah. Okay. Seems like you could actually play him as a wide receiver, too, moving forward. The good news with Allen is that he was able to do that on somewhat limited reps, too. Uh, he only ran a route on 74% of dropbacks. So expect that to move up to 90-95% uh moving forward, but of course. On everybody's bench, it was Josh Palmer who went for eight. He went eight for one oh six and two touchdowns on 10 targets with Keenan back, Mike Williams back. You probably didn't start Josh Palmer. You're like, what is he gonna do? This is what he did. He ended up ruining your night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I
1: I woke up. I'll admit I went to bed a little bit earlier than the game ended. I I wasn't watching because I got early mornings, but Josh Palmer, I woke up, I was like, what is he doing? He has no business scoring 30 points. With, you know, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen starting the game. And granted, Mike Williams, like you said, went down really early, which was really disappointing. Um, I made a couple of lineup recommendations this week saying to start Mike Williams. Some people who DM me um, can't really account for the injury happening like that. So I feel bad. But he
0: would would have had a good game.
1: Yeah, Josh Palmer, you know, you don't want to overreact to this performance. But with Keenan Allen operating on the other side, now he's no longer drawing that, you know, top coverage not that I think anyone was shadowing him in the first place but having another weapon on the field for you know like Keenan Allen on the other side it might free up Josh Palmer a little bit to be a bigger contributor than he has been the past few weeks and the other thing that I want to note just with these pass catchers coming back is that did Justin Herbert look better I, th- I yeah. thought he looked really good you know obviously really 20 good. points it wasn't a fantastic performance but it's much better than what we've seen from him and I think that you know better days are coming even than yesterday. You know, we saw him look better with more weapons. And now, you know, if hopefully Mike Williams is back sooner rather than later. But with Keenan Allen on the field, I think Justin Herbert looked like a completely different quarterback.
0: I think that Keenan Allen on the field makes a much bigger difference than Mike Williams being on the field for oh, Justin yeah. Herbert. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Josh Palmer, I think he's going to be able to do his thing moving forward. If, if Mike Williams has to miss time, the Chargers have to have the Cardinals next week, which is a good matchup. They the Raiders the week after that, which is a good matchup. The Dolphins the week after that, which is a good matchup. The Titans the week after that, which is a good matchup. So yeah, some good matchups on the yeah. way. So if you have Josh Palmer, keep him. Um, if you don't have him and he's available, pick him up.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And okay. If your trade deadline isn't, you know, if you still can trade, I'd say go trade for Justin Herbert if you need a QB. Yes, I've been kind agreed. of beating a dead horse on that one, but. Go trade for
0: him. <laughs> All right. Last topic, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He was somewhat involved early, uh, but he's already been diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. Andy Reid just came out. Andy Reid didn't even look at the prognosis. He just like, yo, he has an injury. He's out. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I drop him at this point. I drop CEH. Um, it looks like his, this early down job is Pacheco's moving forward. Uh, he did have his first 100-yard rushing game this week on only 15 carries. It was a good matchup, though, uh, yeah. but he has a pretty good schedule rest of the season for running back. So, uh, Ronald Jones is likely going to be active moving forward, uh, so he's worth a prospective add as like the early down handcuff to Pacheco in in deeper leagues, and that's that's really about it. But if you have Pacheco, it looks like you can start him as like a low end RB two, um, you know. But he's going to be touch on dependent though. Yeah. Keep in mind that there are three games on Thursday for Thanksgiving, so we'll be doing our shows as normal up to Tuesday. And then we're going to be doing our quarterback. So tomorrow we're going to be doing our waiver wire show. Okay, Wednesday, no trade show. We're going to be doing quarterback and running back rankings on Wednesday. Thursday, on Thanksgiving, no show. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, Zach. Yeah. And then (laughs) on Friday, we'll be back in the morning instead of noon when we normally do it. So morning, so that's 9 a.m. Eastern time. And so we'll be back on uh, at that time and we'll go over our wide receiver and tight end rankings uh and also on that went on the wednesday podcast before thursday we'll be going over the thanksgiving games as well so like we'll you'll know like uh, all the positions that are playing on thursday we'll talk about all that so uh yeah so the only difference is we we really won't be just doing a buy sell show this week and going forward we probably won't either so like usually we're probably going to be doing our quarterback ranking shows on wednesday and thursday and then we got a little special show for you guys on fridays moving forward starting next week yeah sound good cool so thanks guys for listening that's it for this episode uh we'll be back tomorrow morning 9 a.m for the waiver wire show it looks like we got gonna add Mel- we got to add um latavius murray to that waiver wire list uh yeah. <laughs> after news that melvin gordon was cut so take it easy guys uh we'll we'll talk soon and by the way if melvin gordon's available too we probably have to add him too depending on where he lands who knows yeah maybe he's washed i have no idea but <laughs> uh all right guys take it easy uh i'll stop thinking out loud you guys have a good one Bye-bye.
1: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.